everybody sees what's going on in Palestine right now. I just want to give blessings to my people out there. That's the real fight. What do you think about the police? This is not America, this is Polynesia. Our country was stolen. The passion that some of our liberals feel the day after the revolution, the passion and concern they feel for the fascists. It's EMP the podcast with Amin TMK, Lil Tanky That Good, and Key to the Muscle, all on the Public Pulse News Network. EMP, the podcast, uh, Public Pulse News on Instagram, Public Pulse News on uh, TikTok. Um, hit us up on our Patreon, Patreon slash Public Pulse. I am Amin TMK alongside Lil Tanky and Kita DeMuscle. Uh, how y'all feeling? What's going on with your days? Um, you know, any thoughts before we get started into, uh, you know, season six? We are in our season six uh, shit right now. Any thoughts? <laughs> man, I try not to think, man. That shit is a problem. It is tough. It is tough. Fun thinking, man. Somebody was I just want to fit in, man. You know, that's the season. This is the season where I'm going to fit in. I'm just going to toe the line and shit. <laughs> really? You're just going to go against all the things that you uh, were doing previously in your life? Yeah. See, I figured out that going against the grain goes against the grain. Ding. You don't yeah. go against the grain. And if you can't beat them, join them. You know, that's what Bugs Bunny said. Okay, so let's jump into uh, let's jump into this. I, I want to just first open up uh, this um, EMP, the podcast, season six, by the way, if I didn't tell you, uh, with uh, the Biden administration uh, and Kabul. I just want to maybe talk about this. Maybe you hey, they give these motherfuckers a money back yet? <laughs> no, they haven't. They're freezing those assets like fucking Seven Al Capone. Billion dollars. This yeah. like not their shit. Yeah, Biden administration refuses to release seven billion in frozen Fuck. funds from Afghanistan after U.S. forces found and killed Al Qaeda leader in Kabul. Um, so uh, essentially, you have a 19-year war, right? Started by the United States, or you can say, I guess, you know, what happened with 9/11, so on and so forth. But even after um, Osama bin Laden was killed, uh, we was here, and uh, I remember. Remember this um, uh, pull out the uh, the removal of troops. Yeah, you, this motherfucker just said pull out. <laughs> he said that shit. Right? Aww, yeah, that nasty. Yeah, nasty. You pull out troops. You're fucking nasty. When y'all let me know when y'all are done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me know when y'all are done. We'll pull uh, out. <clears throat> um, when the uh, we left Afghanistan. Uh, when all of our Troops left Afghanistan. Wait, when did that happen? Um, this uh, air oh, premium last, last year. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last year, as you remember the whole tobacco with people falling off of the airplanes. When will these collaborate motherfuckers learn, man? I mean, didn't you see what happened in, in fucking Vietnam? All the motherfuckers got left, man. Like, yeah, that's what America does. You know, you think man, it's get like you gassed up, like, oh man, fuck them niggas, roll with us, we gonna protect you. Yeah, so uh, just a little bit more about this. So, like I said, this is the night. It's a night. It was a nineteen-year war. Okay, the longest in U.S. history. That's not true. Oh, it's the longest declared war, I guess. But you have to remember that the Korean conflict is still ongoing. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Yeah, but it's important that people remember that. It's still a very important flashpoint. It is the longest declared war, but technically we're still at war still with at North our, Korea. Yeah, still at—there's that—what um, is it called? Armistice? Yeah, it's an armistice. Armistice. <laughs> which is a glorified ceasefire. Right. So it's the mo- that's the most militarized border in, in the, the world. world. Okay? I don't know number two, but the number one most militarized border that's 
not other countries at war is uh, probably United, United States, States and Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. yeah, just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. Um, this, so we're, we're here now. We want to see this country, Afghanistan, because we left. We removed our troops. Um, so now we are seeing. I think the Biden administration, I think the United States would love to see Afghanistan collapse again. We know that there are tons of, uh, uh, what do they call them, the um, rare earth minerals in Afghanistan. We know that there is a big opium trade that goes on there, especially when the Taliban are not in power. Um, So I think what you're seeing is you're seeing the Americans being like, wow, we we, we want Afghanistan to collapse. So you don't—you freeze this $7 billion, which is, like I said, is like ridiculous— Okay, and who brought us here? This whole thing with the Neil, every story now I see about Afghanistan is like, all oh, the, the 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 girls aren't in school, all oh, their this and this, like all of this play on you know like this white feminism and all this neoliberalism, which brought us to this place of you know using like all these Western ideas and like sort of this Islamophobia and whatever it is again. If America was really about it and they really cared about this, why are they hanging out with the Saudis? Why yeah, are the Saudis their bestest it. buddies? We can't entertain this in a, in a serious way because, I mean, the historical record is, right, when the communists came into power in the 70s slash 80s in Afghanistan, they were all about uh, changing the, the status quo. Women were allowed to go to be educated, all of those things. And those guys were toppled. You know what I'm saying? Like the United States chose to fund the Mujahideen, which got rid of all those motherfuckers. See, you you lose all moral fucking superiority when you literally got rid of a government that was already doing that shit. Which, by the way, led to the rise of the Taliban in the first fucking place. Man, that's a fact. That's a fact. You, uh, another thing, so officially, I guess, I don't know who does the official numbers in terms of what's the worst humanitarian crisis in the world right now. But Afghanistan just overtook Yemen. Wow. Uh, uh, which is saying something, right? Um, and, and as you know, so and, and Ukraine, of course, is popping off right now. You know, lots of glo- global conflict, global conflict. And who's in the middle of all of it? Who's got their hands in everybody's pocket? Hey, do this. Hey, do that. Hey, do this. The United States always, you know, and if a nickel bag is sold. Uh, the United States wants in a nickel bag is sold in the park. I want in. Um, so since 2001, one trillion dollars has been spent in Afghanistan. One trillion, that's a real number. That's a real number spent in Afghanistan. Um, as I, I don't know, remember we, we did a podcast a long time ago when we first started doing this about the Afghanistan papers. It's a really good book. I suggest you go take a look at it. Um, Panama Papers also really good. There's lots of good papers out there that uh, if you want to read, you'll realize how um, corrupt the United States government truly is. Um, but I remember reading the Afghanistan papers that the U.S. military were paying farmers to burn their crops and say it was the Taliban. You know what I'm saying? So that $1 trillion that we spent over there was for stuff like that. And I, so I'm just going to leave it at this. And, you know, if y'all have any thoughts, jump in here. For me, it's just impossible to believe that the Taliban, the motherfuckers that won't let you have a fucking beer, are somehow secretly the heroin kingpins of the fucking universe. I mean— it requires quite a bit of suspension of disbelief. When we were watching, so I just want to say this, and then we can jump off and go to um, Tanky's thing or uh, Muscle, um, whoever's next. 
We gotta acknowledge the average American is incredibly thirsty for war. We saw this with uh, the no-fly zone being called by every neoliberal white lady that you saw who worked at a nonprofit. No-fly zone, no-fly zone. We see this now. Remember, we were watching a UFC fight um, the other day, and any Chinese fighter, no matter where you are in the United States, we were in Salt Lake City, sometimes it's in Florida, sometimes it's in Texas, crazy amount of booze for uh, the Chinese fighters. Um, the aforementioned border between the United States and Mexico, which all, every single Republican th- seems to think is the biggest war zone on the planet. But so do Democrats by way of funding. And, it's and you're not, you're not wrong. And you're not wrong. Um, and then finally, the the uh, Iranian nuclear deal, which is all over the place, jumping up and down, you know, and uh, I think it's just unfair. We got to just talk about, you know, how uh, the United States is just, um, you know, China's out here uh, forgiving debt, letting debt go. And the United States is freezing assets from the for the country who has now the number one humanitarian crisis in the world. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Any thoughts or? Uh, yeah. So I guess I'll jump in because that leads me to my quick hit, right? Uh, not quick hit, but my topic. Um, you know, I feel like I'm talking about China all the time. I, in fact, I had to go through the uh, the earlier outlines to be like, damn, have I talked about this already? And I haven't officially. Um, the world is happening real fast. So like this shit with uh, Nancy Pelosi, y'all. We have to sit with this because most of the people that listen to this are at least self-professed liberals, right? Most of you, I hope to God, are leftists by now, but a lot of you are still continuing to vote Democrat. And we got to talk about this for just a fucking second because look at this. This is a Democratic fucking establishment, right, that more than likely is about to lose in these midterms in a major way. So, like, the House probably won't even be Democrat anymore, So when you have somebody like Nancy Pelosi that is violating our stated fucking goals of the one China, one nation policy. Just so reckless. Which was put into place by Henry fucking Kissinger, man. (laughs) I mean, clearly not some kind of peace loving. Yeah, Nancy's to the right of Henry Kissinger. Nancy Pelosi is to the fucking right of Henry Bomb Cambodia Kissinger. And this is what I'm saying about you motherfuckers that continue to vote Democrat. You motherfuckers are complicit. We damn near at this flashpoint where China, where they've said over and over again, because historically, the, uh, Japan has fucking made colonies out of them. The West has made colonies out of them. And let's be honest, Taiwan is the American Chinese colony. The same way Macau was the Portuguese Chinese colony. The same way Hong Kong was the British Chinese colony, right? China's done with this shit. China's like, we won't have any more motherfuckers making colonies out of our shit. And this shit ain't hard to understand because... So one of the things I saw that everybody wanted to talk about was when they did a a naval blockade and they did live fire drills, which, by the way... um on the coast of Taiwan. What are they called? Like the blue zone? They surrounded the island. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like six different zones of military uh, and the, But the blue zone is that, that's like the, the what Taiwan considers like their Right. But that would be space. an international zone and Taiwan is not a of fucking course. country, right? So we have to do that because people will be like, well, they're over international water lines. 
only if you count Taiwan as a fucking country, which, which they're not. There's like, and only like three countries do. About sixteen. Oh, but, 16. Yes, okay. but I mean, what it's percentage like, of the population do you think those sixteen countries? Have? Very few, man. Less I mean, than even the United States right? doesn't officially right. recognize them. Like that is official policy is not to acknowledge Taiwan as a nation. The same way everybody would understand if China started treating uh, Hawaii like an independent fucking country. Like it's not hard to understand this shit when you look at it, right? But what was the most interesting thing to me was when they were doing live fire exercises, one of the things that they said uh, in, in most of the media was, and China has fired uh, missiles over Japan. Bitch, China fired missiles over the Ruku. That's Okinawa. Okinawa is a fucking Japanese colony that is not Japan, right? So you recognize that Okinawa is inherently part of Japan because it's a Japanese colony. But then motherfuckers in the same fucking sentence will be like, and then they fired over Taiwan. So motherfucking Okinawa is a Japanese colony, but Taiwan is not a Chinese motherfucking state. I mean, yeah. And well, I mean, I think it's a civil war and civil wars are messy, man. Don't get involved in them shits. And that's what we if you follow us on our Instagram at Public Pulse News on Instagram, um, we posted a video that was actually the like Taiwanese people talking about how incredibly reckless she making everybody hot right now. Right. And, and you know, and there's a lot of conversation sort of going on, you know, there again, we 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 always talk about this sort of idea of like class consciousness right and like you know of course we're proponents of china for not what they say but what they do and um you know one of the things that they did do is they canceled 23 loans to african nations yeah for 17 african countries this is like literally a day after the us uh announced the 7 billion um, dollars on the Afghanistan assets. So again, it's just a, kind of a conversation surrounding like imperialism. Like, do you do you care about imperialism or is it just vibes for you? Right. Because because Taiwan has more um, more connection to uh, China than Puerto Rico has to the United States Absolutely. or Hawaii has to the United and States it, or the fact of the matter Alaska has to the United States. Fifty percent of trade that happens with Taiwan happens between Taiwan and China. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's between them. It's look, between I mean, them. look, man, I'm not saying that I I, I am not—I do not live in Family China. business is ugly, man. That's a fact. And it's no—there is no way—I mean, and, and we know the United States is selling them some of the best stuff in the game. You know, I don't know. What's I mean, wild just, to me, right, yeah. again, when we're looking at all of these things, uh, we know that inflation in the United States is larger than—it's it's, it's higher than it's been in 40 40 years. years. 40 fucking years. What does the Fed do? They raise rates because you're behind in all this money. So they don't want you to go to the bank and get a fucking loan to pay this shit down. What does China do? They lower their fucking federal rates because, like, all this inflation is hurting everybody. If you need to get some fucking money, like, that in and of itself shows you the difference in the mind state between at least the—that's all I got for China, this, this, uh, this podcast. But, yo, keep your eyes— open, keep your head on a swivel, because this is some shit that could radically change our entire way of life if just either of these countries make a miscalculation. I mean, that's like our whole way of life changes. Or if somebody get too hot, man. you know? What you got, key to the muscle? Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so the nemesis, this is your nemesis. 
Someone, well, no, 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 I, and that's a quick hit. I can't okay, okay, okay. Sorry, 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 continue. Man, it feels like I have a nemesis now, too. My fucking nemesis, okay? Anywho, um, climate activists in southern France filled golf course holes with cement to protest against um, golf courses having an exemption from water bans. Uh, as we know, climate change has really kind of fucked up the weather patterns that we're used to when a lot of countries are experiencing droughts, where a lot of countries are experiencing wildfires and heavy rainfalls. And in France, they are experiencing a really severe drought to the point that, you know, there's um, French villages that don't have drinking water, about 100 of them. But Gulf officials said that Greens would die in three days without water. And isn't that more important than these villages and these people getting water? Uh, and I just like bringing up this particular, because of course some people are like, oh yeah, but then they'll just clear the golf course or whatever. And I hate when people diminish protest activities like this because they needed to do something. They recognize that they're going to face dehydration and drop conditions. And these fucking golf courses managed to get an exemption because it would just look ugly if golf courses didn't have the green turf. Um, and how we can encourage, like, resistance in these small ways. Will someone please think about the country club golfers, okay, for a second in France? I felt terribly superior and awfully grateful that I lived in a castle. I expect you miss living in a castle, don't you? Uh, I love me some direct action. You know, I, I love agitation. And uh, France has a history of doing this. Again, it's very different when you're in France than it is in the United States. But, you know, these rich golfing France, you know, little back nine, a little something for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do like that. And it's like, um, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I just think that it kind of goes to this thing is like, when it comes to the climate conversation, you know, like at some point we're going to have to acknowledge that like the average person is not going to be able to consume this in this in this way, but in a systemic way. You know what I'm saying? And how do we get to systemic change? You know, uh, actual, actual, you know, real life agitation, as you can see here, fucking up a business pretty badly. Um, I'm sure that, you know, yeah. that golf range probably makes a lot of money. Exactly. And, uh, you know, these are the type of things that's going to hurt, you know, hurt the people. You know, I mean, hurt the um, hurt the governments, you know, hurt the capitalists, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's just capitalism destroys everything. And, and if nothing else, we should acknowledge, like, we have to change the way we approach it. This can't be the only economic system in a economics is a weird—anyways, we made up a lot of stuff, and we don't have to accept it. And, and we have to find ways to push back against the system in and, and other ways. And, you know, for some folks, that's voting. But for some folks, that's throwing seed bombs and pouring cement to block the holes of a golf course that should not be exempt from water uh, rationing or any sort of rationing that capitalism comes up with. I just—it's— so absurd because this happens in so many other countries too, but that's why we have to look to them for, um, and they look towards us, but we have to look at each other for all of these ways to protest and rebel and resist. When we, you know, we all like to, you know, the team and, and I, we all like to watch, uh, you know, history, you know, sometimes we go to, uh, you know, like um, 
We're you nerds. Know, yeah, we, we're nerds. So, you know, we, we kind of go back history. to early civilizations. And what are all the civilizations in the beginning of, uh, you know, the, the the big boom of civilizations? What do they all have in common? They was by a dank riverbed. And now we've seen all, so many of these rivers drying up, these huge, enormous rivers uh, drying up all over the world. And uh, it's pretty concerning. And, um, you know, get out there, agitate, do the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so are we on quick hits? Yeah, let's do quick hits unless there's anything else. Okay, All right, yeah. Final round. So, yeah, so just in keeping with what we were just saying, you know what I'm saying? These rivers, man. So I think it's so ironic, right? Germany was so on path to become one of the greenest countries in the world. And I feel like in no small way, this was a big part of why um, the United States wanted to break Germany away from the work they were doing with Russia. So like now, instead of using this, uh, the, the natural gas and instead of using the petroleum, they've had to, because all that shit comes from Russia, they've had to start using coal again. So coal is already, you already know, mad fucking dirtier than petroleum. It's the dirtiest energy. So that's already a huge step back. But then on top of that, the petroleum, you can pipeline that shit. And that, that has its own problems, right? I'm definitely not here to advocate for pipelines, but what it is is very quick. Uh, and very predictable, the volume and the flow. You know exactly what you're going to get, when you're going to get it, and it's there pretty much instantly. Coal, you're going to move that shit by barges. You know what I'm saying? And now, with an environmental impact, you know, they're having problems already moving these barges of coal up these rivers because they're so fucking dry. So it's costing even more energy. Like, these barge companies are charging three times as much and sending much smaller barges wow. because they're getting stuck in these fucking rivers. Yeah, really. Climate change in your I face. mean, right, the rivers that aren't getting nearly as much water that they need from rain. That okay. will be made way, way, way worse as soon as they burn that motherfucking coal. Yeah, dang it. It's cyclic as fuck. And just think about the evergreen. Was this the evergreen uh, shipment uh, container? Right, right, that right. That got right. stuck in the Suez? Yep. So, you know, that's uh, that was like, what, just a year ago, right? Yeah, and that was, uh, that was a motherfucking Suez Canal. I mean, yeah. the River Thames ain't going to be deep like that. Right, right, right. The sun ain't going to be deep like that. That's uh, mine. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about something. Hey, hey, it's uh, Corona, new coronavirus guidelines from the CDC. The brilliant people at the CDC, Dr. The CDC Fauci. The CDC is not a political organization. No. They do not bow to political pressure. No, they don't, belab, uh, they don't, they don't bow down and kiss the ring of Joey B. They don't do that. So as you may or may not have heard, uh, new COVID-19 guidelines from the CDC. Uh, focuses on individual decisions, and it's really great. Uh, those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Thank goodness. Um, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Who's Who's been saying that it's all the same over uh, the last two years, maybe, or since the vaccine started? But I tell you what, anybody that said that shit out loud, you was uh, getting immediately canceled. getting canceled, and you was a piece of shit. Piece of you shit. was an ableist, and you don't fucking care, and you, you know what I'm saying? Now, nice. the same Democrats same are on these eugenics. 
Man, they love it. It is a eugenics argument, which is really strange. Because I was reading this article this week uh, that got released, or was trying to read it. I'm still actually trying to read through it, about how they recognize there's an hypothesis or like a theory that multiple sclerosis we can now trace back to being caused by a virus. And how we're facing that with the way the CDC and actually a lot of governments, not just how terrible ours is, but a lot of world governments are treating this like, yeah, everybody has the same viral load and yeah, you'll catch it like two to three times a year like the flu, even though there are also studies that long COVID is real and there's really like degenerative, debilitative things that happen each time you catch COVID and how we're facing that with, again, again. Yes, it's not gonna stop like the endemic thing like now it's kind of starting to set in like you know yeah i mean stuff okay so so just gonna keep going here please jump in at any time my friends uh students now can stay in class after being exposed to the virus because it gets to learn uh and it's no longer required to screen those without symptoms um and greta masati phd uh, for Center of Disease Control and Prevention says, the guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, but also helps us move to a point where COVID-19 no longer severely disrupts our David li- daily lives. We know yeah, that unless COVID- Unless you die or, you know, something like that. Right, right, right. Or get long COVID, which one in 13 in Amer- Americans have. Um, uh, she continues to say, uh, we know that COVID-19 is here to stay. So now, remember in the beginning of the pandemic, my roommates were making me wash the groceries, scrubbing down all the groceries. Now everybody's back out. Now everybody, you, you no know, mask mandates, nothing. Everything is fine. Remember, you couldn't get a job without the vaccine. Oh, no problem. Everything's as fun. It's all vibes. Uh, so, you know, things to be concerned about. And, uh, yeah, that's my quick hit, unless y'all have any thoughts. It just makes me really sad. Because it's it's absolutely eugenics argument and saying we're going to live with the virus is not just saying, hey, we don't care about, you know, our citizens and they're going to die or they're going to get degenerative diseases and complications in their health long term. But we're not even going to set up a system so that folks can get health in care 30, that they need. Long-term. In 30 years, imagine that the health care toll that this virus is going to provide this is going to be a pre-existing condition they ain't even going to be covering this shit yeah yeah okay now this is your nemesis right <laughs> let's talk about, we know Jeff is your nemesis I do have a nemesis fucking Amazon my fucking nemesis okay so yeah I'm just going to say it I, I hate because I'm watching everything that they did um, which is so funny, right? Because I really, Jeff Bezos took from everything. And now he's like literally taking. We talked about one, uh, Amazon buying one medical and now they're buying the Roomba machines. And of course, I, I found this out and then was doing more of the research behind, behind it. But I found it out because people are paranoid and they're like, well, the Roombas are kicking. Okay, first of all, Roombas have really shitty maps of your house. They're not like the best machines. However, that doesn't stop Amazon from wanting to make them the best machines to spy on you they we found this out with alexa with the doorbells and like amazon also wants to invade every aspect of our life and because they feel like they're going into different um like industries they can sort of 
sneak and hide their way through it, but how much they have access to your life on an individual level. And that is an absolute invasion of your privacy. They want to own every, like they're creating company towns from the inside out. And it's really being like, well, you own an Amazon fridge and you own an Amazon Roomba and Amazon's doing your healthcare. And then like we look up and Amazon owns every aspect of our life and media. And I fucking hate Amazon. Remember that whole thing, the whole thing about monopolies, the whole thing, remember that? That was bad. Well, I learned about that in, um, in I think it was um, high school when we're like, oh yeah, laissez-faire, remember that? They was like, oh, we used to be a laissez-faire kind of uh, government, you know, but uh, now we have monopolies. Now that's uh, it's pretty much dead. The biggest company in the uh, history of humanity. Yes. Maybe, you know, the, ca- the Catholic Church, but other We keep saying there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, and so that's why people, like, have to get their groceries delivered by Amazon, but it's kind of like, at what cost? We have to give ourselves and our communities enough of a support system to get away from Amazon because it's so funny on the heels of them saying, oh, we're struggling. We can't pay our staff because we're not doing as well on Amazon Marketplace as we thought we did on our quarterly earnings. But they got enough money to buy fucking Roomba and one medical. Yeah, man. Ronald Reagan was a drug dealer, but even he broke up AT&T. He's like, nah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what what the fuck does that mean when like it's that's way like worse the now. last piece? Yeah, and AT and T is actually way more powerful and bigger. You know what I'm saying than they were at that time. You know, it really was a real Hydra situation. All of these Trump policies that everybody was screaming their heads off, nothing fundamentally changed. We keep slipping further and further and further to the right, further into fascism. In the 70s. When Bill Clinton failed to fucking break up Microsoft, that was the coming out party. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody took— It's all go now. Yep. Um, Any more thoughts? Um, um, Hit us up on our Patreon, Patreon slash public pulse y'all we on like 80 episodes so if you've been if you've been listening if you got a couple extra dollars throw us something public pulse news on instagram public pulse news on uh tiktok public pulse vibes yeah see what's happening in the music site and stop saying taiwan is a country Taiwan's not a fucking country. Stop saying Taiwan is uh, Taiwan is. Or at island. least like recognize that Hawaii is its own independent nation. You know what I'm saying? And if you are American, you need to start there. And with Puerto Rico, you know, see no shirts. And native indigenous lands. There's just start here. Think of this. What if Beijing just sent Puerto Rico a helicopter carrier for, fun, uh, for right. a gift, right. a fun gift? Right. We felt like that the, the indigenous people should have it. You like, know. are you fucking serious? Right, right. Yeah, so just, um, again, American exceptionalism. Um, Amin TMK, Lil Tanky, Key to the Muscle. This is EMP, the podcast. Um, stay hydrated, and we are out of here. From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. My fucking nemesis, Okay. I felt terribly superior and awfully grateful that I lived in a castle. I expect you miss living in a castle, don't you? We're nerds. Yeah, we're nerds. So you we know, like history.